Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in and they have a great question. The question is this. What does it mean that God is a king of glory? The phrase king of glory is found in a series of verses in Psalm 24, 7 through 10. The word for glory in Psalm 24 is kabod. It means a weight which is used figuratively to mean his argument carries weight or even the content of that book is weighty. Kabod carries the meaning of psalmody or power. So to call God the king of glory means that the Lord alone is awesome, a powerful king. He's to be taken seriously. So to get a better grasp of the king of glory, we need to understand the connection between Psalm 24 and the king of glory and the Shekinah glory of God in Exodus 33. You see, when the Lord gave Moses instructions for building the Ark of the Covenant, he said in Leviticus 16 verse 2, I will appear in the cloud over the atonement cover, uh, or that is the mercy seat. You see, the mercy seat is a place of the glorious throne of God on earth. It was from the mercy seat that the, that the Lord spoke to Moses in Exodus 25:22. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the Ark of the Covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. Well, Psalm 24 pictures the coming king of glory in a time of celebration. The psalmist had as in mind here the cloud of the glory with the Ark of the Covenant. Such a celebration was to commemorate the entrance of the Ark into Jerusalem during David's reign or into the temple during Solomon's reign. So the king of glory came through the gates of Jerusalem or through the temple doors with a great procession as the Ark of the Covenant was brought to its permanent home on Mount Zion. In 1 Corinthians 2, 8, Jesus is called the Lord of glory. So Jesus, upon entering Jerusalem, experienced the shouts of an excited crowd, Matthew 21 tells us, in fulfillment of Psalm 24. Jesus came with clean hands and a pure heart who alone can ascend the mountain of the Lord. Jesus alone will receive blessing from the Lord because he is the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. In James 2.1, James refers to Jesus as the Lord of glory. And James, being from a Jewish background, knew the Hebrew term kabod when he penned his epistle. And when the Old Testament declares that the Lord is glorious in 1 Chronicles 29.13, the biblical writer has in mind the weight or the importance of the Lord's name. So the Lord being glorious, it means nothing is greater or more important than him, and no one deserves the honor more than the Lord. So in the Old Covenant, the central way that the Lord manifested the glory of God was in a cloud. We don't know what the glory cloud looked like, but we get some impression that the light it emitted was unique because the same cloud directed Israel through the wilderness when they left Egypt, Nehemiah 9.12 tells us. And many of us associate the glory cloud with this bright light because in Scripture, light is often associated with glory, as in Revelation 21.23. The incarnation of the glory of God is the person and work of Jesus Christ. The vision of the glory of God in Christ, it's one that will fill the new heavens and the new earth. When Jesus walked the earth, the glory of God was hidden from plain view. It was only visible in a few brief moments to only a few select of his disciples. In the new Jerusalem, all who love and serve the Lord Jesus will see the, the glory of God, Revelation 21 says. We cannot know the fullness of the glory of God and what all that is going to look like on this side of heaven. 
But even so, the various descriptions of the glory of God in Scripture, they give it indicators. It will be beyond description. It will be the most beautiful sight the people of God will experience in heaven. All the beauty and the goodness of God in the present are nothing in comparison to the glory of God. So as we think of the glory of God, let us remember the King of glory. He who is radiant in splendor and mighty in power, who created man in his image and likeness. See, through Christ, the image of God marred by the fall is being restored and renewed through the gospel. Through the gospel, the image of God and man is being restored in the present through the convicting work of the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God expanded through the preaching of the word of God. On the final day of the Lord, the present will give way, give way to the future and the kingdom in its fullest sense will be brought into its fullness with man entirely like the Lord in heaven, worshiping the king of glory before the face of Jesus himself. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.